Hello, hello. I know it's been a little quiet over here at the Dream Planning Podcast, but I'm so excited. I'm back today with a special episode all around your calling. If you've been wanting to know what is my calling, what does the Bible say about my calling, and I just feel like there's something more, something's missing. If that's you today, you are in the right place, and I'm going to share some scriptures on calling. And truly, there is so much around this topic. So much so I'm going to do an entire series on this. I've been working on it, but, and I was going to wait actually to record this episode and get started once I had the whole series built out. But this message has just been burning on my heart and the Lord's been pressing things into me and truly convicting me on a personal level for a lot of these. And so I just had to go ahead and do it now. I have no patience. And so we're going to go ahead and dive into the message about your calling. But before we dive in, I have three little bits of fun news to share with you. First and foremost, our 2023 Dream Planner Collection is coming September 30th. I cannot wait to show you these beautiful planners. Reveal day will be September 14th. I'm going to do a fun reveal day party on YouTube. There's going to be a live video premiere where I'll show you the entire collection. I'm also going to have really fun prizes. So put that date down in your calendar, September 14th. It'll be at noon on YouTube. You can go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to, um, so you will get alerted, but stay tuned for more details. I'll share more. You can join our email list as well to make sure you're up with the um, most up-to-date information about the collection launch. Number two, if you've been to our website lately, you'll notice that we're not shipping anything out. Everything says sold out. And no, we're not closing our doors. We're not closing up our shop. Um, We're just not shipping anything right now because we are in the midst of moving into our new warehouse. We're partnering with a new warehouse and we're going to be stocking our products next year on Amazon as well. So right now we have a couple things on Amazon. If you're looking for Seasons of Soap or a new Bible study, you can go to HoratioPrinting.com backslash Amazon and check out what we have in stock on Amazon and go ahead and grab that and get prime shipping. The third update is Print School is live, y'all. If you have ever wanted to print or create your own planner, devotional, guided workbook, or journal, you can learn my process, get hooked up with my printer manufacturer, learn how to sell your product, and how to distribute it by enrolling in Print School. To learn more, go to HoratioPrinting.com backslash print school. So let's go ahead and dive into today's episode all around your calling. Hey dreamers, welcome to the dream planning podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, you guys ready? Let's talk about your calling. What does the Bible say about my calling? How does God call us? What is my calling? Let's just take a quick moment before we dive into the answers of these really powerful questions. Let's just take a moment to pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your time and your love. 
and the way that you shepherd us. God, I just ask for these next minutes together to be blessed by you. Holy Spirit, come in and do what only you can do. Lord, help me to say the right words and to speak to your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as believers, I believe we have a collective calling as Christians. So we together, we have this unified collective calling that's kind of universal. But then we have all these individual callings as the body of Christ. So we have individual callings and we have collective callings. And often we we want certainty on our individual calling, you know, like we're like, what am I supposed to do? Um, we want that certainty, right? We want to know exactly what we, we're supposed to do. We want the burning bush moment from Moses, like Moses had, right? Of like, you go here, you do this. Here's the thing. We serve a God steeped in mystery. But the good news is the Bible is full, chocked full of wisdom around your calling. So you might have opened this episode and you were like, woohoo, this podcast is going to help me decide what to do with my career. This podcast is going to help me decide if I should quit my job and open an orphanage in Budapest. This, this, this podcast is going to help me decide if I'm supposed to take this major or that major in my college career. Unfortunately, no, it's not. But I mean, I'll be honest, I have no idea what the Holy Spirit's going to do in our next 20 minutes together. He's certainly blown my mind the way he delivers messages. And it's pretty wild, honestly, to me that he even uses me as an instrument, which is crazy. But what we are going to talk about is our collective calling, which is the foundational calling for you as a follower of Jesus, as a child of God, which is so, so foundational and critical for your um, for you to flourish, for you to mature. So you're, and I just want to remind you, your calling is so much bigger than your profession or how you make your next big decision. Your calling is way more about your character and who you are becoming. Christ and God the Father, they are the potter. They mold us. They shape us as we surrender and trust his will and his direction. So I'm really excited to kind of um, help you with this. Now, if you're like, oh gosh, I really wanted professional purpose calling support. I do have an episode on that where I really dive into that specific topic. That's actually episode 20. So way back in the vault, you can scroll down and check out that episode. But I do recommend that you stick around because this is going to be such good stuff because the truth is once we start becoming mature and whole and healthy spiritually your professional career will improve it will it has to so today what I want to walk through are the four keys to your calling the four foundational keys to your calling and this is your collective calling as a member of of the Christian body of Christ. So when I looked up the definition of calling, what does it mean? It is a verb, okay, a verb to ask to come. So like, come on, come here, you know, you're calling somebody. To ask to come is the first definition. Second definition of calling is to give name to. What are you calling somebody? And the last definition is to summon 
for a particular purpose or job. So calling is so multifaceted. There's so many ways we use that term, calling. You're called to come, you're called by name, and you're called for a purpose. You're called to come, you're called by name, and you're called for a purpose or a job. So I broke that down into four calling. So I want you to grab your piece of paper, okay? Go grab your journal or open up a notes thing on your phone if you're walking, taking a walk outside today, which go you if you're doing that. Um, And if you're driving, just keep on driving, okay? Eyes on the road, eyes on the road. But I want you to write uh, one through four on your piece of paper. And these are the four keys to your calling. And next to each number, I want you to write the word called. So number one called, number two called, number three called, number four called. And these are the four keys to your calling. You are called by name. That's number one, called by name. You are called to him. You are called to rest. And you are called to love. You're called to love. Those are the four keys to your calling. And I want to unpack those because they might sound really obvious, but these are so foundational to your ability to flourish in this life. I love what John Mark Comer said. He said, basic morality is a commandment, but maturity and flourishing in this life, that is an invitation. That is an invitation. And I want you to flourish on this side of eternity okay so number one you are called by name you are called by name it is so important for you to embrace your calling here on earth that you know your identity you know your identity you are a child of God you are loved by Abba father and this father in heaven is proud of you, he sees you, and he knows you. Even before you try to perform or do all the right things or check off the spiritual boxes in your life, he loves you right now. Before you try to do any performance, your name is beloved, loved, child, adopted, heiress. And he washes away all those titles and labels of shame that try to box you in and God gives you an eternity, an eternal identity. Do you see God as father? It's been said that the way you perceive God is the way you will receive God. So if you perceive God as angry, absent, um, you know, kind of not really caring, you're not going to approach him. You're not going to go to him. You're not going to receive from him. We have such a strong need as children to feel seen and to feel known. And we yearn so deeply for approval. That's why social media is so big. We want that approval. We want the likes. We want to be seen. We want to be known. We want to be heard. And often our yearning for approval is misplaced. We put it on others. We put it on our, um, you know, our spouse or our people that we're in a relationship with, you know, and we put it on on trying to be in a relationship. And, and if somebody likes me, I'm worth something, right? If somebody notices me, I have value now. But the truth is we yearn for this approval because deep down, we really wanted it from our parents, right? You really wanted it from your mom. You really wanted it from your dad. Maybe you still do. Maybe you're still 
striving so hard to get them to say, I'm proud of you and I love you. Okay, I have a little bit of a TMI story for you today, but it's a good one. It's a good one if you are not into child uh, toilet training stories, you might want to fast forward a minute because <laughs> I got one for you. My daughter, Jane, she is three years old and hopefully she doesn't listen to this when she's 14 and get upset at mom. But, uh, so she's three years old, she's potty trained and she's been potty trained for like a good bit. Like we've been pretty solid potty trained for, I want to say like eight months. Super proud of her. She's doing great. She's been, you know, going pee pee in the potty, going poop in the potty, crushing it, crushing it. And so I guess it was two months ago, um, I heard her in the bathroom doing her business and she's, she's also gotten to the place of, I want some privacy, which is great. Okay. Okay, baby girl, get your privacy. I'll shut the door. And then I come in to, you know, help and clean things up. And, um, but she's gotten to the place and, you know, she's in daycare. So they've trained her. She goes to potty by herself. She wipes herself, all that stuff. She flushes the toilet. She's a big girl. But the other day she yells for me, mom, mom. I'm going potty. Hopefully I'm not screaming into the mic too bad. And um, she's screaming for me to come in there. And so I go in there like, oh gosh, what's wrong? What could have happened? You know, like is something wrong? Because it's just not normal. And so I go in there and she's pooped. And um, she looks up at me and I go, oh, did you poop? She goes, yeah. And then she looks up at me with these big brown eyes and she goes, can you say I'm proud of you? (laughs) I just looked at her like, of course. I'm so proud of you. And she's like, thank you. So now that's what she wants. She just wants me to come in there and say, I'm so proud of you. She yearns for my approval. And that yearning doesn't really go away. We all have that, you know, that even though it's doing something she's done a hundred times and she knows how to do it. She's like, you know what? I really want my mom to say, I'm proud of me. I want her to see me. And also she probably wants a treat or a candy or something too, right? Like a prize. But that, that yearning doesn't go away. And so I just want to remind you today, right where you're at, your father sees you. He knows you intimately. He's proud of you and he loves you. He loves you. Okay, so part of your calling is to know your identity and know that you are called by name. Let me read you a scripture really quick. John, 1 John 1, verses, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. So it's a lot of ones. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know it yet is because they don't know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and we will, and what we will be has not been made known yet. But when Christ appears, we shall be like him and we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So when you accept Jesus into your heart and you, you know, repent to God and you are saved by Jesus and you know you have that salvation, you are a adopted child of God and you are purified through the blood of Jesus and we get to be pure as Jesus is pure, which is totally radical, totally crazy and honestly 
hard to wrap our head around sometimes because we feel so unworthy, you know? So we are called by name. The Father knows you, he sees you, and he is proud of you even before you try to go perform for him. It's not about your performance. So that's number one, you are called by name. Number two, you are called to him. God calls you to him. God calls you to him. He wants you to spend time with him. You have free will. You have absolute free will as a human being, right? But God wants love and love comes through choice. And it's so important that you choose to spend time with him and have that surrender of spending time with him. It is a sacrifice to say, I'm going to stop doing these things. I'm going to spend time with God. When you spend time with God, you spend time receiving his truth. You wash away the worries of this world. What you find to be so heavy, you can give to him, give to his shoulders. You can remove the burdens and then you get to see the circumstances for what they are. I love the concept of, you know, when you're taking off in an airplane, if you've been in an airplane lately and you're looking out the window and everything's big, everything's big. And, you know, the building's big, the other airplanes next to you are big. And then as you fly up, everything gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. That's what it's like the longer you spend time in prayer, spend time in your Bible, and spend time with Jesus. The things of this world get smaller and smaller and smaller. It's not immediate. And when you're dealing with something really big, like, you know, someone you love has a cancer diagnosis, that doesn't feel small. That feels really, really big. And that's okay. But the more time you spend with Jesus and with God the Father and Holy Spirit, the things of this world get smaller and smaller and smaller. You see how little it is. You see how temporary it is. You see how, the biggest thing is you see how small it is compared to, to the power of the God that you serve. In Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, come to me. Now, what does this look like for you in your practical world. If you're listening to this, you're probably a planner girl. You're probably someone who likes to plan your time. You like to have a schedule. You like to have a pretty planner. You like your wall calendars. I get it. We're the same girl. We're the same. So what does this look like for you? It looks like being intentional to have time in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, whatever time of the day, but to surrender and to come to God's presence And it takes sacrifice to cut that chunk into your day. Maybe right now all you have is 15 minutes. What can you do with 15 minutes? If you can truly turn off the world and give God your heart for 15 minutes, it's amazing what God can do with 15 minutes. I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now. It's probably going to be like a 30, maybe 35 minute podcast. We'll see. You've got this time. You know, you can spend an equal amount of time with God today or tomorrow. But coming to him, having that time allotted in your day to sit in stillness, 
to pray, to journal. One of my favorite things to do when I don't have a lot of time is my soap Bible study, which you can't grab one on my website right now, but you can go get a download a free one from my website. You get a free three-day Bible study on the topic of purpose or anxiety. Um, you can snag one of our, our soap Bible studies on Amazon and get it super quick. But that's such a great tool because you just read a scripture of the Bible. You do an observation, an application, and a prayer. It's something you can do in 15 minutes. And it's just, it's just taking that time to stop and to say, okay, I'm going to spend time with you, God, because I want to hear from you. I want direction. If you've been looking for that professional direction or what do I do in my next step, you have to spend time with God and put him in his place. Put him in his place. And the more you do that, the more natural that will become and you're going to be more filled with the Spirit so you can make better decisions. It's all around good. I can't even explain it and wrap my head around how important it is, but you are called to spend time with him. You are called to spend time with him, to let him impress upon you his truth, his love, and the way he sees you. So that's, you are called by name. You are called to him. You are also called to rest, which I kind of noted when I read Matthew chapter 11, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. What happens when you come to him is by, by nature, you will rest, you will rest. So when I talk about rest, and I know I put rest before love, you're called to rest and you're called to love. You cannot do step four, love well, you cannot love well unless you rest well. Don't you know that to be true? As a mom of a seven-month-old baby, and this whole year has been like a sleep, kind of like an experiment in sleep deprivation. (laughs) It's like, how much can you do on three hours of sleep? Let's see. Let's do an experiment tonight, you know? You just never know what's going to happen in the night. Now, with two kids at home, it's like one of them is going to be sick or some situation's happening. But we cannot love well unless we rest well. And I know this to be true because when you have, for me, I've experienced it with my husband. Like the less sleep I get, the less patience I have for my husband and for my older daughter, Jane, um, and for anything, truly. It's like I, I struggle with love without rest. And that's why rest is holy. We are called to Sabbath. We are called to stop, to be still, and to sleep, to take a nap. Taking a nap is a is an act of surrender. So I know there's a lot of layers to rest. I kind of touched on them. And I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking about literal sleep. I'm talking about mental rest and also contentment. That's kind of the three layers of sleep when I think about it. It's literal sleep, mental rest, and contentment. And I will say rest, when it comes to my physical health, rest is the first one. Like, let's say I'm like, oh, I want to get healthy. The first foundational, if I had a tri- like a triangle pyramid of like what I'm going to do when it comes to my health plan, the first one is make sure I'm getting rest. I'm not going to go work out if I'm sleep deprived because in rest is where your body heals. It's if you're trying to lose weight, rest is a big part of that. You know, rebuilding yourself. It helps you lower your cortisol and your stress levels, which is another part of weight loss or health, you know. And I'm not trying to jump over to weight loss, but often that's what we think of when we think of our physical health, you know. But that is such a huge part of it. Literal just sleep. Am I getting enough sleep? And that takes intentionality in your plan. 
to start your night routine early, to get off your phone, to try to read a book, to take a shower at 8.30, to try to get in bed by 9.30. You know, like it takes intentionality to not stay up and watch TV. The next part is the mental rest, letting ourselves get off our phone and just be still and relax and read a book. And then also the rest is contentment. When, you know, when you look at Sabbath, being like, okay, I can stop. I don't have to keep doing, 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 achieving, achieving, achieving. The human condition, what we're naturally inclined to do is to be restless. That's what we are as a society. We are so restless. We can't sit still. We've got to work. We've got to achieve. I got to go. I got to do. I got to book a trip. I got to take a vacation. Someone else is taking a vacation. We covet. We want to just jump, you know, leapfrog into things that we can't afford. I want to buy it. I want the entertainment. I have these desires. I'm not satisfied. And I'm only speaking out of this because I totally struggle with this, guys. I I am not speaking to you from a place of I've mastered this. I struggle so bad with restlessness. That That's one of the big things. I'm a dreamer. Like I want to dream the next big dream and the next big dream and the new shiny object and the new shiny object. And I've been doing that in my business for so long that I've just created all, this, all these things when like I need to be focusing on my bigger things or my core things, right? Anyway, so that's a tangent, but just want you to know I'm right here in the thick of this with y'all. God's been convicting me so much in this area. And like I said before, if we don't rest well, we can't love well. Your rest is a big part of how you fight the devil. It's how you fight temptation. When we're rested, we have patience. We have more fruits of the spirit. And our, our soil of our soul can bear the fruit of the spirit. And remember, your calling is based on your character and your character is stinks when you're exhausted and overwhelmed and not rested. So how do we remove this restlessness and become restful? We practice. We practice. You don't try to do it all at once, right? I'm going to do a full Sabbath and I'm going to go to bed every night at eight o'clock this week. Like you can try that, but if you fail, you'll probably give up, right? So We have to keep taking these tiny steps towards restfulness. So one of the core tenements of this or foundations in our faith is Sabbath, which in the, I don't know if it's the Hebrew, but you know, the word is Shabbat, right? If you've watched The Chosen, that's about as much Hebrew Jewish culture that I know, but you know, it's called Shabbat. And what I do know that Shabbat means to stop. It means to just stop, just stop. Just stop. Stop trying to buy all the things and do all the things. Just stop. Just surrender. Take a nap. There's nothing more, uh, there's nothing, there's not a better picture of trust and surrender than just taking a nap and knowing Jesus, he's got it. He's got it. Psalms 46 10 says, be still and know that I am God. And that's one of the big things about Sabbath is to be still and to delight in God, to delight in the blessings that he's given you, to delight in your family, to delight in, you know, the people you love to feast, you know, make, make Sabbath wonderful and you can treat it like a vacation. And what do you do when you're about to go on vacation? 
you prepare, you pack your bags, you get ready. So maybe you, you know, you do your grocery shopping before you put something in the crock pot and you have a day, like you treat it like Christmas, you get prepared and you enjoy it. So it's up to you to kind of pick that day. And if you want a great um, episode on Sabbath, I did one with my spiritual director, uh, Amy Brady. And what she does is she has a mini Sabbath on Wednesdays that she does. Because for Sunday, as a mom of four kids, like Sunday just wasn't a day for her to truly Sabbath. Like that didn't make as much sense for her. And so... For her, she did she does Sabbath when her kids were in school and like Wednesdays was the day that makes the most sense. So I'm going to actually um, pull up this episode so I can tell you about it because it really is so good of how to craft your own Sabbath really quick. Okay, so that's episode 14 is finding rest by crafting a mini Sabbath. Step by step of how to connect with God and your soul in a new way. So that episode's for you. Just scroll down to episode 14. Okay, so hopefully that helps you. Also, if you want to go listen to John Mark Comer's podcast, Practicing the Way, um, he has an incredible episode recently on Sabbath. Go listen to it. It's so, so good. So lastly, you are called to love. You are called to love. And this is really the action part of your calling. You are called to bear fruit as a Christian and like I said before, that fruit is going to be born out of the soil of your soul and your soil needs to be healthy. You need to know your identity. You need to spend time with him and you need to rest. Those are the foundations to make sure that your your heart and your soul can bear the fruit that you're called to bear. That time where you rest in him will help you saturate in the nutrients of his love so that you can be the expression of love to a broken world. Can you imagine if as Christians out there, our community was just this incredible community of uh, where we were an expression of rest. We were an expression of joy. We were an expression of being like the most patient, happy, rested, peaceful people. Like, oh man, she must be Christian. She's so rested and joyful and patient and kind and peaceful. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine what that would do for like the gospel? If we were a little more like Jesus than a little less stone throwers, conspiracy theory, uh, agitators, uh, angry, like just obsessed with the news or obsessed with, you know, like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if, if we were a little more like Jesus, rested, joyful, not in a hurry, not in a rush, not overwhelmed, but patient and peaceful? That would be radical. That'd be radical. But we are called to love. We're called to love and love is a commandment. It's an action. First Peter um, verses eight through 11 says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should give whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do it as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it so that the strength, so with the strength God provides, provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. 
We are called to love and to use our gifts to love and to serve each other. And I just want to leave you with this last little note that the one who calls you, he is faithful. The one who calls you, he is faithful. That's what I've been learning. And I've just been so thankful to God. Like, I know that he has called you to greatness. I know he has called you by name. I know that he has called you to stop and to rest in this season. And he's called you to love because he's called me and we're both children of God. So I just want to invite you today to re-give your heart to Jesus, to pray with him, to connect with him and, and just spend time with him today. Bring him your worries, bring him your cares, bring him your burdens because he is good and let your schedule reflect his priority in your life. Put time to have some quiet time in the morning. My schedule right now, just to have full transparency, once I drop my kids off, I have a little blanket of time called QT on my planner. And that's my quiet time. And then after that, I go straight into my PH, which is my power hour. <laughs> and that's where I respond to emails. I write back. I do all the kind of squirrely tasks in my business. And after that, I jump straight into projects. And that's been working for me right now. So maybe you want to adopt something similar. If you want something practical, I know I'm a practical learner. I'm always like, how do I apply this? Put your QT before your pH. So quiet time and then jump into that power hour, get all the squirrely tasks done, however much you can in that first hour of work, and then jump into your work projects. Um, if that doesn't work for you, I'm a work, I'm work for myself at home, so that's a little different. Maybe you need to wake up before your kids to have that quiet time in the early morning. It's a little tricky for me right now. My son wakes up you know, he could wake up at 5, 5.30, 6, 6.30, 7, 7.30. We just don't know with him. So um, I tend to do my quiet time once I know he's peacefully in the arms of a daycare worker. That's what's working for me right now. Um, but I hope this has been helpful for you. And I hope that you can deeply know that you are called, you are loved, you are seen, you are known, and God is proud of you. Um, and again, if you need any support, I would love for you to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Christian Dreamers Community on Facebook. All you have to do is go over to Facebook, type in Christian Dreamers Community, and you will find our group. We would love to welcome you in. Um, we're going to do some really fun things leading up to launch day for our 2023 dream planner. We're also going to be doing some really big stuff on a Bible study on calling um, coming up. So get connected, stay connected, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick five-second review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Horatio Printing or Polly underscore pain. Simply take a screenshot of this podcast episode, pop it into your Instagram story and tell me what you liked about it. Be sure to tag me so I can repost you. One last thing before you go, if you have a dream to create your own planner, devotional or journal, I would love to teach you my method for how to print your thing. I will teach you how to design it, how to print it and how to distribute it. I give all my students access to Horatio Printing's printer, and I will even buy your first sample for you and teach you how to do a Kickstarter to get all the pre-order money you need to get it printed. Sounds like a deal? Head over to HoratioPrinting.com backslash print school to enroll in print school today. And remember, you are so loved.